If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi, I'm Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, and you're listening to IGN's Podcast Unlocked, which my interns tell me is a pretty good show. Podcast Unlocked. Welcome to a special edition of Podcast Unlocked. Bringing our uh, month of Halo Master Chief Collection coverage to a close. We're winding it down this week, getting ready for the game to actually come out. And here with me, joining me, uh, you may have seen him last week live on IGN when we uh, just played the hell out of Master Chief Collection, taking your request for a couple hours. Max Hoberman is here. Hey, Ryan. Good to see you, Max. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm glad you haven't gotten sick of me yet. No, never. Never get sick of you. I have, uh, I have definitely not gotten sick of you. I uh, actually just really enjoy talking to you every time I get the chance. I've been able to talk to you a few times over the years. You are, for our readers, uh, listeners in this case, that don't know, uh, you're the head of Certain Affinity, which is your independent studio down in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys work on a number of projects, but you've done a ton of Halo maps over the years, yep. DLC maps, and even some stuff from proper like shipping Halo 4. Yeah. Uh, you've maps done Call of Duty. Maps, game modes, all sorts of stuff. Yeah, all the forge work, all sorts of stuff. Is it fair to say multiplayer is your also. expertise? Yeah, uh, that's definitely our expertise. We've done a few other things. We've, Age of Booty. Yeah, Age of Booty. Excellent game, Crimson uh, Xbox Alliance. 360. Yeah. Thank you, Crimson Alliance, another little uh, cooperative dungeon crawler. When, and, that was when Microsoft was first dipping their little toes yeah. into the water on <laughs> free-to-play stuff. Yeah, we yeah we had that. Uh, well, it, not quite free to play, but somewhere halfway in between. Yeah, exactly. Very <laughs> experimental. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but uh, most sort of, shall we say, uh, maybe if your name sounds familiar to our viewers, it's it's probably because you were the multiplayer lead designer on Halo Two and yes. even Halo Three, actually yeah. for most of the projects. That so one's you, not as yeah not as familiar because I I left Bungie about nine months before uh, before we shipped Halo Three. So, uh, but yeah, up until that point, I was multiplayer online lead, also on Halo Three. So uh, left that, on very good terms, by the way. Yes, M- moved back to Austin, <laughs> so uh, decided to start my own thing. So that's uh, why you are, to me, I, I just have a ton of respect for you, and I could, I can, and will talk to you all day if you let me. Because for me, uh, and, we're, I, and we're not supervised here. Usually, I have. Uh, yeah, usually we, we have Microsoft Minders. Anything. So now it's yeah, man, it's free. Let's go to town. Free game. Uh, <laughs> 
But yeah, I mean, to me, I've said this many times in the past. I think Halo Two was Bungie at the absolute peak of their powers in the sense of. What I mean by that is, obviously, the campaign was great, other than the ending, which we'll talk about. I want to ask you about a little bit, but uh, on the multiplayer side specifically, just every map was so memorable, so good, and that's part of one reason I wanted to sit down with you on the record is because uh, you have some, you know, you're you're they're your children, and uh, you have some interesting thoughts on some of your your maps that you've designed over the years. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's it's interesting to me that you say that because I think of, when I think about Halo 2, I think of Bungie at its, at, in some ways, at its at its low point. Really? Yeah, I mean, that, that we struggled so much on the campaign side. Yeah. And, you know, we, uh, unbelievable struggles to get that thing done and ended up chopping a gigantic chunk of the game in the last year and all sorts of stuff. And it was, it was such a painful experience. And, you know, I'm, Super proud of what we did, you know, considering all the, you know, roadblocks and speed bumps along the way. Although, sadly, many of them would, were sort of of our own making. And then the multiplayer side of things, uh, I, I think it's kind of the opposite. That's really kind of a high point in a lot of yeah. ways. So kind of, I, I'm not sure I entirely agree. I kind of have mixed feelings about it. Well, I guess, and I'll go ahead and lead with that question. What can you tell me about, because it's, it is been acknowledged at this point that Halo 2, as you said, went through some struggles on the campaign side, was sort of redesigned in the last year, and and that the game doesn't so much end as it kind of stops. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell me about how Halo 2 was supposed to end? Um, oh, man, go all the way back. Um, what can I tell you? Probably probably not a, not a ton. Um, the The trip to earth and the you know and the arc and all of that was supposed to was supposed to be a, a grand reveal and a big a big epic ending and i don't i don't think originally in the story if i recall that you were going to go jump um to another halo or anything like that interesting so it yeah that uh, a lot of things really a lot of things changed and i think earth became more of a waypoint um, you know, on the journey, which was actually not the way it was all originally intended. Yeah, because even the sorry, it's it's, it's been so. That's long. okay, because <laughs> but because that's the thing. The, the the marketing campaign for Halo Two was save Earth. Save, yeah, yeah. And the exactly. game starts on Earth, and as it as the game as it does play out, leads up to you. Know, you fight Tartarus, and then yep. it's okay. I'm ba- I'm coming back to Earth for one crazy last battle. This last level is going to be amazing, and then credits. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember anything about 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 what the end? Well, it's was, hard. It's hard, was, to, it's hard to say because it changed so much. It's yeah. not. It's not like it just got uh, chopped at the end, right? Right. It's not like it was like, oh crap, we got to cut these levels and we'll just end it right here. Yeah. The, the everything got kind of blown up and reassembled to a new story and a mm-hmm. very you know, in, in some ways, a very different story. Interesting. Just to try and shoehorn the you know limited levels that we had and make it all fit together and make it you know a semi-cohesive story so it it really it changed radically from what was uh envisioned along the way but you know totally totally candid one of the reasons i'm having trouble remembering all the details is i was so entrenched at the time in the multiplayer that i was really not paying a huge amount of attention to what was going on on the campaign side i remember i remember seeing various versions of the story but you know in development when it's just on paper that stuff changes a lot so i don't i don't actually remember exactly kind of what point it was at before we finally, you know, pulled the plug on that and blew it all up and reassembled it into what ended up shipping. 
Well, that leads well into my next question, actually. Uh, you touched on this back at the uh, RTX, the Rooster Teeth panel that you did for Master Chief Collection. Tell me about the, I believe it was the 32-player, was it called War? Warfare. Mode? Warfare. <laughs> yeah. About that mode that was originally planned for Halo 2. Well, it wasn't... It wasn't uh... It wasn't really a mode that was planned. Like, it, it was the plan for multiplayer. It was the multiplayer. Yeah, when I... So right after after Halo 1 shipped, I was... Uh, I'd been saying for a couple of years that I wanted to be on development, you know, more more involved as a designer. And after Halo 1 shipped, um, it was probably the first, I don't know, three or four months. I actually wasn't on the project. I wasn't on Halo 2. Huh. And the team was... The team had a plan for multiplayer. And it was radically different uh, than Halo 1 or certainly than what we shipped. And it was, in a lot of ways, is going back to here's what the team had wanted to do for Halo 1 that hadn't worked out. Because a lot of what happened in Halo 1 was kind of this, a lot of it was a last minute, not a lot of time, not a lot of people to put on it. Let's yeah. just throw something, something together quick. It worked out so well for a lot of happy accidents, but also because the the fundamental controls and sandbox, you know, the weapons and vehicles and damage model and everything were, were sound for Halo 1, really strong. So it ended up working out well for Halo 1, but it wasn't it wasn't really the vision for what multiplayer would be. The, the original vision was always to do something more innovative. Um, so when I got involved in the project, um, I, I think before I was even on the team, I was kind of making noise and saying, I don't, I don't think this is right, uh, or at least I, I think we're making a mistake because Halo 1 is so much fun. Yeah. Even if some of it was accidental and it wasn't <laughs> what we originally envisioned, we should take that experience and bring it to everyone online because, look, everyone's everyone's having a blast playing uh, LAN parties. Yeah, and, you know, like, split screen. Yeah, and, yeah, just playing split screen and LAN parties and everything. This is such a good time, and there's so much, so many opportunities to improve it because it was last minute in a lot of ways. It just seems crazy to me, and a lot of that's just that I tend to be very risk adverse, and it just seemed it seemed like we were doing something really risky unnecessarily. Um, so my my angle was why don't we focus on the online ecosystem and really blowing that out of the water and doing something really novel, you know, in, in terms of the online experience. But we don't have to innovate in every single place. So the multiplayer itself, there is a solid foundation in Halo One for multiplayer sort of game design. Let's build on that foundation, yeah. and and that's so. Yeah, eventually, I guess I I had enough uh, sway that 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 was essentially what I got tasked with in tandem with this larger you know larger game, this big asymmetric, totally objective based thing, uh, which was called Warfare. At the Interesting. Time. Uh, could Xbox Live could could the could the under the hood stuff could thirty two players have worked back then? Um. Potentially, yeah. I mean, the, who's to say what couldn't have worked, right? Nobody, nobody was. Everything we did was so new. True. Could, could matchmaking have worked? Could this built-in but friends list have worked? Sixteen players could host, on. Could host migration and have worked? Right? We saw some. You know, you, if you got a like a sixteen-player uh, bomb game yeah. going, yeah, that's my idiot computer just <laughs> yelling at me again. Uh, like you'd see some some lag in sixteen-player stuff in Halo Two. I, you know, I. Yeah, you're you're totally right, but at the same time, I wouldn't rule it out. Just looking yep. at what we actually accomplished, nobody thought we could do any of the stuff that sure. we did online. And I mean, I didn't even think we could do some of the stuff that we did. I, mean, I still pushed for it, but I was a little surprised. You know, the party system and all these things. But, you know, who's to say we couldn't have figured out how to do 32 player? We, we might figure it out. We might have had to go to dedicated servers or something. Yeah, right. It might have radically altered our strategy, but it's you know, it, 
if that's what we wanted to do, we probably would have pulled it off. It's interesting that you say you're risk averse when, uh, you know, you're alluding to the fact that, and we talked about this on the live stream last week, that that you were a key member of the team that built the entire matchmaking party system infrastructure <laughs> right. that was a revolution at the time. It was it was a massive leap forward over the the what had been the norm, and the norm was you you join a game, invite all your friends, they come in, you play together, the game ends, and then everybody's scattered to the wind again. You could you didn't stay together. Right. Everything that Halo Two did that we now take for granted was was brand new, and it was it was huge. Yeah, you know when when I say I'm risk adverse, I think it means something a little different to me than maybe other people interpret it as. Because people always point out to me, they say, what, "What do you mean you're risk adverse? You left and you did a bootstrap startup from nothing and made a company and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that, right?" Which I'm like, "Yeah, I can see your point. So that's maybe that's a little <laughs> bit risky, right?" And certainly some of the stuff in Halo Two we were doing with you know as groundbreaking stuff was very very risky. So I think uh, maybe a better way of saying it is that. I like to take calculated risks right. very deliberately and then do everything in my power to tilt the odds in my favor. Um, that's what I've done with certain affinity with my company. That's what I feel like I did on Halo 2, which is it's not – you know if you, do, if you don't take any risks, then you're never going to come out ahead. You're never going to win, certainly. So you have to take risks, but you know, be careful about which risks you take and do everything in your power to – stack the odds in your favor is maybe a better way of expressing it. Uh, you've designed some of the greatest Halo maps ever. Uh, Lockout, Midship, the uh, list goes on. Are, are you are you a genius in your field? <laughs> no. I'm being serious. Are I, I, no, I appreciate that. I think, um, you know, in all honesty, I think I've been involved in the design of some of the greatest Halo maps ever. I don't, I, I don't there's not a single map that I can look at and say, I made that yeah, by but, myself but you're, without... You're, Help. All the, the matchmaking party stuff, these iconic maps. I mean, you're there's a common thread to all of them, yeah. and it's you. And I think you are a genius well, in the in the, I in the space. That. I mean, it, what I, I you have like, done. I feel like in the the online multiplayer arena is probably where I've had more in, in a more autonomous fashion, um, more impact. Right, um, designing the matchmaking um, system, designing. The ranking system does it just something that seems so simple. Oh, you designed the rank today. system that oh, yeah. we all love too. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. So, See, well, the guys are even having like your, your friends list in game at the push of a button. Right. All those Press things, Y right? Yeah, yeah. in Halo Two. That was not a yeah, system exactly. feature. So things like that, I I think, you know, I'm I had a lot more say in. And, and when it comes to the maps, I there's you know I, the way I think of myself is I think of myself generally as a very good systems designer, yeah. more so than a map designer or a content designer. One of my, one of my guys, actually, um, our head of product development, Phil Wattenberger, his favorite uh, expression is to say that he thinks I'm an amazing editor. Hmm. Um, and, and I think when it comes to a lot of the content and the gameplay and stuff, I've designed some really incredible systems. So, for example, the spawning system for Halo 2, which right. nobody really realizes, but it was just revolutionary and one of the things that made Halo 2 so awesome. But that's a system. And then when it comes to the content and the maps and all that, I feel like my my personal major contribution in a lot of ways was leadership and editing and you know helping take something from good to great. So thank God your genius was discovered because, <laughs> as you've, you, I've, I've talked to you before, you started on Halo 1 when you were at Bungie. You were on the community team. You weren't a designer. You weren't making maps. Yep. You're on the community team, and that's not to speak ill of the community team, but, like, you're clearly... I actually started the community team. <laughs> you so started I, yeah, the community team. I take a lot of pride in it. But, yeah, I think... Um, 
Yeah, you, you know, it, it is definitely interesting to wonder what what would have happened to Halo multiplayer had, you know, had I not jumped in at that point in time. So all the stars aligned and right. things worked out amazingly well, but it was, you know, it was certainly not uh, guaranteed that it was going to go that way. And ha- if I hadn't been on the project, it definitely would have gone in a different direction. Who, who knows where it would have, you know, landed, but not... not. Would we be sitting here talking we, yeah. today? We, I don't know if we'd be sitting here talking <laughs> today. Um, it would have, it would have been interesting. I, you know, at the time, personally, I, I felt that the team was making a terrible blunder, and that was why I raised my voice and why I started making a lot of noise about it. So fortunately, uh, Alex and Jason, the founders of Bungie way back when, they listened to me and they gave me a shot. They must have. Very appreciated. They must have openly wept when you left the studio <laughs> then. I mean, I because just even talking to you now, I don't even want you to leave the room. I just want you to work here and talk to me every day. Uh yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see if we can do. We'll see if we can arrange something. No. Um, yeah, you know, it was a big deal. In some ways, I was definitely, you know, I was part of the leadership team at yeah. Bungie. That actually, at the time when I left, we were right in the middle of actually negotiating to spin Bungie off as an independent mm-hmm. company, and I was part of the top level leadership team there. Um, but I, I, you know, I think a combination of um, Bungie was always very much not about any individuals. It was about us as a team. Um, probably some of my own natural, you know, natural traits, you know, made it. So I was happy to kind of, you know, to not be in the limelight, so to speak. Um, and also I had, I always wanted to just get a lot of work done. So, you know, I don't have a lot of time to mess around. (laughs) So, so I think a lot of that made, you know, when I left, I don't, I'm not sure people realize maybe the impact that it potentially would have. And I think some of that impact showed and you know and what they've been able to do with their competitive multiplayer in the year since well the fact is they they have to pick up the phone with every halo game you've worked on your certain affinity has worked on every halo game since well not that there have been a ton but uh reach and we, four. Did, we did some dlc for reach um we, we were very involved in halo 4 yeah we were super we were involved in halo waypoint even we did actually the first version yeah. of waypoint on the console um yeah, three four three has uh, you know definitely picked up the phone and called us every, every time they've been working on a Halo game, and it's been a lot of fun. It's it's worked out really well. We have certain expertise, and I think over time they're uh, they're realizing more and more that our expertise is actually broader than just maps. Yeah, like yeah, uh, we need this Max Hellerman guy involved, and, and hopefully this project with the Master Chief Collection shows off in Halo Two Anniversary shows off some of the skills of the team beyond just the map work, and then down the road. Uh, actually, next year, um, holiday next year, you guys will all get to see some more of our handiwork because we're actually doing all of the multiplayer in its entirety for another FPS game. It's not Halo. Um, it's actually not with Microsoft, so I'm not allowed to talk about what it hmm. is yet. But you'll actually get to see. Here, here's what we can do when we're really kind of so. There's unleashed. a there's a shooter next fall that you're in, you're you did the in, entire uh, yep, multiplayer from for. from the beginning on okay. from, from the get go, and we're, we're actually working on that right now. In what Canada. about now? Are you able to say? Are you guys doing any maps or any any? Are you doing anything for Halo Five? Are you allowed to say one way or the other? Or? Uh, not not currently. I mean, I'm, I don't know why I can't say, but no, right now our efforts are all focused on the Halo on the other anniversary thing. and the MCC and then right and then the other game okay. cuz if I'm working on. if I'm Microsoft and I see that you've made so your team has made cuz I've played Halo 2 anniversary a decent bit now you've made a modern thing that accurately feels like Halo 2 and yeah. that's that's <laughs> not I don't think that's I'm not a game designer but I don't think that's easy well you know it, it not only is it not, it, it's not easy I would say it's incredibly difficult yeah. um 
Uh, to be fair, I think I underestimated how difficult it was because when I was working on Halo 2, I did, I did, when it came to the design side, I did everything. And, you know, when I wanted to set up the spawning or place weapons and tweak configurations right. and everything else, well, I, I, well, I would just do it and I would make yeah. the change and I'd play test it a few times and I'd get the, you know, very, very small test team playing it. And then I'd, you know, be done. And th this time around, my team at Certain Affinity, they've had to try and be true to all of those decisions that I made years ago. But uh, then also go in there and improve it, and then they have to worry about the impact. And you know, are they going to break something? That Pissing somebody off loves? guys like me. Piss somebody <laughs> off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and it turns out that the latter is actually a much bigger challenge in a lot of ways than the former. I believe it. Um, you're just you're so shackled and you, you're so beholden to so many people, and, and to you specifically, right? <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> and no more these six. Anniversary maps are it. We're not going to get any more Halo 2 maps remade as DLC. That's it. Uh, Phil Spencer, I know you're listening in your car. <laughs> Unless Phil calls me, Call, that's it. <laughs> you paid $2 billion for, for uh, Minecraft. <laughs> Throw a few bucks Max's yeah. way. Let's get some more of the Halo 2 maps yeah. redone. You know, it, it, it would be a lot of fun, but to be fair, to do these these maps next gen and to do the you know what we call fan service, which yeah. is to be so true to the originals and so careful about doing it right is an incredible amount of work and the I amount of time it. that it takes to actually get these done. If we were to try and do more maps now, we'd probably end up colliding with a lot of uh, Halo 5 stuff that they yeah. have coming down the pipe. Well, makes sense. So I, I would love to do it, but I don't know if it's in the cards. Well, I hope you end up involved in 5 somehow because the more I talk to you, the more I, we can't... We Halo needs you. Thank you. It's, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, on that topic, I mean... But you have, you know, you think of yourself as more of a systems guy, a, a sort of 10,000-foot view kind of guy, but you have designed maps. You've designed many amazing maps. What makes a good Halo map for you? Hey, a good Halo, not a good multiplayer yeah, map, a sure. good Halo map. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think there's a couple of characteristics. Uh, this, all, this might all sound pretty trite, but I, this stuff is incredibly important. Um, you know, when we're working on a Halo map, there's, you know, first of all, you have to, you have to design a map that is uh, plays well to the Halo sandbox, right? Right, and, and that's just that's true of any game you're right. That's on. why like Last Resort doesn't feel as cool as Zanzibar because the sandbox is different. Yeah, yeah, and the sandbox can make a huge. You know, you were mentioning Tombstone earlier, which was a yeah. remake of Hang 'Em High. It's like no matter what we did on Tombstone, no pistol, there's no still thank no pistol. You. It's just not. Yeah, it's just not going to be the same. So, you know, whatever you're working on, you have to you have to try and play to the strengths of the sandbox and right. make something that fits the sandbox. But that's just a given for any game. You know, beyond that, when it comes to Halo, um, the Halo maps we design them and we make them to be played thousands of times. And the, our goal is that the the map is fun, the map is fair, the map is balanced, and the map has these uh, these layer upon layer of depth so that when you're playing that map for the 500th time you can discover something new yeah. you can find this subtle you know this subtle trick or this subtle thing that you didn't know about and you know that that takes an incredible amount of work it takes an incredible amount of playtesting an um, incredible incredible amount of thought but you know halo Halo is this game that uh, what I've, all, I've always said about the multiplayer is it doesn't really take itself too seriously, right? The multiplayer in Halo, you can, it, it's I call it that sandbox because you can just go in there and bring whatever toys you want and yeah. you can have fun. So in some ways, it's really hard to design for because we have to think about 
the full range of possibilities, right? What if people are running around like we did earlier, you know, swords only? What if people want to put vehicles in here? What if people only want <laughs> covenant vehicles like you were talking about? What if people want, you know, rockets? What if people want to fly, you know, assuming, you know, with all the player traits and all the craziness and forge and everything else? So it, you have to consider this huge set of possibilities. And the only way that you can make sense of that madness and deal with that sort of infinite set of possibilities is to have your priorities straight. Um, so what I always do, and I start this on Halo 2, is every single map we would work on, I would say every map has a primary game mode and a secondary game mode. And essentially, we don't really care about everything else except to make sure it works. Interesting. Right? So from a prior, stack ranking these from a priority standpoint, what's the primary game mode? And the primary game mode would be, uh, oh, and I had another rule, by the way, which was in one of the two, always has to be Team Slayer. Because Team Slayer <laughs> is just so popular. Yeah, it's right? Every single map has standard. to be fun for Team Slayer. It doesn't always have to be the primary mode. So you get a game like, or a map like Zanzibar, that was actually designed so the primary game mode was one flag CTF. Right. Secondary game mode would be Team Slayer. And that, that would be our focus, what we test on, what we, you know, whenever you make a decision, you know, there's pros and cons, and you make a decision for one game, one game mode, or one set of settings, sometimes it's bad for another game mode, but having that that compass with those priorities for right from the get-go already set really kind of keeps you true to that, and it, it helps you make those tough decisions. Because the Halo in the Halo universe, you just you have to prioritize. You cannot design for everything. You, you'll go you'll go insane trying to make everyone. Is that happy. is that the secret then? Because so many, pretty much every multiplayer shooter now, it's oh you know yeah you can play anything you want. It's th this map is designed for whatever. So you're saying does have it really focused on one thing and then just make sure it works with everything else. Yeah, yeah, and slightly broader than that because we, we try really hard to get that secondary mode in there also so that in the Halo world, every map is, we strive for every map being great for a minimum of two different game right. modes um, is what really kind of comes out to. And then, of course, we also try really hard to make sure that uh, it, it doesn't suck, at least for the other game modes, and we do our best. But when push comes to shove, when you know when you're forced to make a decision in favor of one thing or another, you know we have that we have that sort of guiding light yeah. of knowing hardcore what our priorities are. And you know a lot of my role these days, I'm, I'm you know involved in running the business and multiple games and all these different things. And a lot of my role on these projects comes in early on in helping. S Helping to set, set those that, rules, that, yeah, that guidance, and all right, we're going to have X number of maps that have span this gamut. These types of, you know, it's kind of it's very meta in the sense of thinking about the overall player experience. People keep asking us, how did we pick the six maps that we chose? I, I had a hand in that. That you know, that's an example where I get more involved. Like I was actually, I, I actually was fighting for coagulation, like nobody's business, all the way up the chain at three four three, even to like this is the right thing to do. We have to, you know, we have to do coagulation not this or that, um, just as an example. So my, my involvement these days, it tends to be a higher level. And sometimes I get in the play test every once in a while and I give the guys some feedback and I, I like to think that my feedback is full of depth and wisdom, <laughs> although they might disagree. So it's like on the live stream, you were saying when we, we played midship towards the end, said that was designed for two-on-two -two CTF, like something That's you right. could do on either – you could do it on Xbox yep. Live, but or one console yeah. CTF. Yeah, back in the Halo 2 days, you know, going sort of online was still a big deal. Not everyone had yeah. broadband Especially internet. Especially at the beginning. Yeah, a lot of risks there. And some of that was kind of – again, it's that risk mitigation mentality, which is we don't know that everyone's going to be able to play online. 
we know that there, we know uh, guaranteed there are going to be people who are still playing this in a LAN party type setting or totally. just in their living yeah. room with one Xbox and you know hopefully four controllers. So we got to give them something to play, right? We we can't just leave them out in the cold. Yeah. And, and that was the idea on Midship was all right. One of our maps needs to be this crazy idea that I had, which is a two-on-two CTF map. It made no sense. How, how on earth do you build a two-on-two CTF map? But that that thinking is exactly what resulted in a map that ended up being one of the most Legendary. popular, certainly among the competitive crowd, it ended up yeah. being a hugely popular map. And you can see that thinking in play because the basic concept was you have two bases, two flags. If you have two people on each team, one guy's forced to stay on defense one guy's going to be on offense. You could probably mix it up. But generally, one guy's on D, one's on offense. So how do you get the guy who's on defense to be able to participate on offense to turn it into a team game so that they're working together? And the obvious answer was, well, make it so he can see the enemy flag and he can lob grenades over there and he can shoot across, you know, across. And then we ended up, all right, well, but you don't want to, the guy who grabs a flag to run a beeline it straight back. So we have to lower that you know, front area, and we yeah. can't make it so you can just run point to point because that wouldn't be any fun. And that's where you ended up with the lower pit in the center and the pathing around the exteriors and everything else. So it, yeah, it all kind of very logical. And that's you know that's that system designer approach. Well, this maybe you already just answered this, but uh, why are so many Halo maps iconic where other shooters don't have nearly as many you know them by name kind of maps? I think that I think that Halo has kind of two advantages in that res- in that respect. Um, the first one is that, um, that really it's this variety of maps and it goes back to the variety of experiences in Halo, right? So you can have you can have a map like uh, Blood Gulch alongside a map like Midship, right? This giant open yeah. terrain vehicle map with a small map that doesn't even have vehicles and it's these tight, twisty purple, it's purple. corridors, <laughs> right? And, and that, I mean... I think looking from the outside, if you weren't familiar with Halo, you'd think that those were two utterly different games, right? Yeah, Completely different fair games. Fair point. Um, so I think that that you know that's a kind of a contributing factor is that ability to have these such distinct maps that you end up with so much variety, um, and, and you can experiment. You can try crazy things. You, I, I want to make a two on two on two CTF map, or I want to make a you know, like prisoner, a super vertical map, and things like that. So the, it's very experimental in that sense, and, and then. Um, I guess I'm kind of already speaking to the second point, but thematically, it's just such a rich universe that you can go, you know, you can go to, you know, outdoor, you know, it looks like you're, you know, hanging out at a picnic site in one map if you're on like Beaver Creek or something to, you know, to going to this frosty, you know, thing with lockout, this frosty flood containment facility, um, forerunner facility on the side of a cliff. And again, is incredibly disparate environments they can exist, in, but still in this cohesive fashion in one universe. So you end up with these maps that are that are very distinct, both in terms of the layout and design, but also in terms of their aesthetics. What uh, re- that sounded like a fantastic answer. It was. It, it was actually <laughs> I'm just making this uh, this up. What what was your favorite map back <laughs> when you favorite Halo Two map back when you shipped in two thousand four? When when the game went out the door, which one were, did you were you like? My right, personal favorite? Yeah, your personal favorite. Oh, let's see. Um, you know, my, my personal favorite uh, was definitely Lockout. Um, that was the map that I always had the most fun on that kind of suited my my own play style. I, I really like the kind of small arena yeah. combat, but with a lot of verticality, a lot of um, trick jumps, and a lot of ramps to bounce things off of. I, 
I say it only half jokingly. I've always felt I've never heard anyone else say this, but I've always felt that my best my best weapon is a grenade. I've always I, felt like I'm a masterful grenade. I'm a little rusty. Guns, now, grenades, but, melee. Yeah, yeah. But grenades, I've always you know been able to just do amazing grenade throws that just you know really crazy stuff. And I feel like I got on lockout. I remember just feeling like I had sort of mastered all these angles and bounces and everything else. And that that was just so much fun for me. So I remember having a ton of fun on that. Um, after that, you know, we talked about midship. I know that was a map people loved a lot. It wasn't at the very top of my personal list, even though that was the very first map that I actually designed on paper. Yeah. Um, I think we talked about this map earlier. The, a map that I kind of loved and hated was Burial Mounds. Um, I, I had there were these experiences I had on that map that were just legendary, and they're usually these kind of one flag CTF type or maybe assault, I don't remember, but yeah. this asymmetric game yep. base experiences that were just phenomenal. But then I had such terrible like Team Slayer experiences because there's just <laughs> You're violating your own rule on the on the map. Yeah, well it, I <laughs> I tried, but yeah, I don't you know, I, I really struggled back then. I really struggled to figure out how to integrate vehicles and infantry and and you know how to add the right level of cover yet keep it open enough for driving. And I think in that respect, I, I don't think I that map was very successful in other, you know, in other ways it was very successful. So that, that was one that I, you know, kind of loved and wanted it to be great, but it, I always felt like it just needed a little bit more time in the, you know, editing. So room. was that, <laughs> was that on the short list for the six to re? So you could have gone no, back and fixed it like yeah, so-called quote unquote fixed it. You know, I, I wanted to, I thought about it, but I was like, all right, we have to go with maps that are proven sort of strong players, proven classics, proven, yeah don't have fundamental issues. I, I, we, we really don't want to take risks in that respect. Right. So um, There's risk-averse Hoberman. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it, well, and this project was a pretty tight timetable also, yeah. so there wasn't there wasn't a ton of time to iterate in their kind of early design phase on it. We really needed to dive into arting up these maps in production very quickly. So the circumstances didn't – there wasn't much of a window of opportunity to try and fix major sort of fundamental issues right. on maps. So. What would you do to it if you had the chance now? Um Oh, that, that's really easy. I would give it to some of my guys who are much better level designers <laughs> than I am, and I would tell them to fix it. <laughs> so the per- perk of being the boss, right? I, saw, I know. I saw. I, I've been. I've been following all the online like comments on all these, you know, map when we do these walkthroughs and yeah. all this stuff, and following Twitter and all these things. And I, I see these comments from people. That are like, I saw this one guy talking about me when I was talking with you on one of the map reviews. It's like, ah, you know, this guy, he's just a suit. Like what does he know about anything? And I'm like, oh, God. if only oh, he knew. Man. If only he knew. Yeah. So if only he knew. Um, so, but in, in all honesty, I think, like I said, I, I think if if I was going to tackle that map, I have a few ideas in terms of enhanced cover um, and additional padding and stuff. But the, yeah, I mean, the honest answer is I have people working for me at Certain Affinity who are far better map designers than I ever was. And I would happily give them a shot at it and see what they, you know, what ideas they brought to the table, and then uh, have some strong opinions about those ideas. So, is Barrier Mounds? Because <laughs> I was also going to then ask you the the flip question was, when the when the Halo Two goes out the door ten years ago, which one real, which one was sort of at the bottom of your list? Like, yeah, you know, we shipped it; it's okay, but it's not my what, of the of the shipping maps. Yeah, which was what thirteen right. something like that. Yeah. Um, no. Well, anyway, think, whatever, yeah, however think, many it was. That sounds about right, 13. Um, this is going to this is gonna sound really odd, but uh, people are going to think I'm crazy headlong. Interesting. Headlong was actually 
near the bottom of my list. It's kind of, I mean, it's sort of a love it or hate (laughs) it kind of map. There are a lot of people, like, you know, when, you know, we revealed uh, Warlock, Warlord, as the, you know, sixth and final one when we kicked off our coverage this month. And, you know, a lot of people are wondering, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? And there were kind of, I saw that just in in people's anticipation. Mm -hmm. The headlong seems to be a bit uh, divisive. I know. I, I was kind of surprised years later to find out that Headlong had actually turned out to be a very popular map. You know, we remade Headlong. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so so we did a lot of research, and I was a little bit surprised because I, it's hard for me. I always felt like Headlong again. It had some potential, but I, I always felt it had some fundamental flaws that also needed. You know, not that different than Barrel Mountains in that respect, but it had some fundamental issues that needed to be resolved. And that you know, Headlong was. Of all the shipping maps for Halo 2, Headlong was the very last map that we designed, um, which... Which I'm, means it got the least amount of test yeah, time, it, right? It got, it got, well, it got the least amount of iteration time, right. right, in the terms of early paper designs and block out and play testing. We, we really had to kind of crank that thing out pretty quickly. Um, and it, yeah, it just never was able to get the level of refinement that some of the other maps got. See, that only, I think, proves my point from earlier that it was Bungie operating at the peak of their powers because even the the like bottom of the list map is better than <laughs> most shooters uh, yeah. best map now. Yeah, and I you know and I, I give a lot of the credit for that to uh, to the team that we had there and certainly a lot of it to Chris Carney who was our uh, lead environment artist, but he also designed a lot of the maps. So you know, was, I think, did he do Blood Gulch? Um, the original one? Yeah. I don't I don't know if he but did. But he's done a lot of the iconic there, Yeah, he maps. was on he was on Halo One and he did he did a number of the Halo One maps, but I don't off the top of my head remember if he did Blood Gulch or not. Uh let's see. So how about uh what's your just uh, spanning every Halo game, what's your favorite Halo multiplayer map ever? Oh man, spanning Out of them every all, spanning all every Halo game. That's a oh that's such a tough question. Um It's it's so hard, you know. It's hard to say. I, I think my new favorite, which is a bit of a cop out <laughs> answer, but uh, my kind of latest is um, oh, what, we called it in development. We called it Spider Web. That was our code name. I think Daybreak is is what we end up calling it for Halo Four. Oh yeah, um, yes. This uh, ve- kind of small map with the vehicle, all the vehicles on there. Th- that map I, I always felt was um, sort of this pinnacle of vehicle. Um, infantry integration and I, I was incredibly happy with how that map came out i remember when we we're working on that map it actually wasn't designed to be a vehicle map huh. um and i remember we did a review internally and i told the team we got put vehicles on here um like you know we have to or I, I can't remember if it was just vehicles or if it was just the banshee maybe they had vehicles and not the banshee I, actually i don't remember but um anyway i, I really pushed them to be far more aggressive about getting vehicles integrated on this map that wasn't designed for vehicles. And when it was all said and done, I actually felt like it was really just this, like I said, it, it was really just this exemplary map that really showed off almost best practices and how to yeah. do this kind of tight vehicle infantry integration. Um, and I think, yeah, I think the map was fairly well received and I think potentially in a different sandbox um, you know, weapons and vehicles and everything else. I think it might have been a legendary map. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting pick. I like that. Yeah. Uh, did you make any maps for, for Halo 2 that got cut and never saw the light of day? Uh, were, and if so, were any of them any good? Uh, or did you resurrect their ideas in any other maps or projects later? Well, I guess if you when you say got cut, 
that would mean that I cut because I was calling the shots back then. There you so go. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I mean, we had a couple of maps that we cut, but I mean, every every one of them was cut for good reason, um, with one exception that I can think of. During the shipping days, every map that you know, we 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 had a f- probably probably four or five maps that got blocked out, and just we ended up killing them pretty early, and it was the right call. Um, there was one map that got cut. I think for the wrong reasons, so to speak, and that it had a ton of potential. And that was actually when I was working on the Halo 2 Blastacular map pack, which is where we did um, Tombstone and Desolation. It's the last, the last. Yeah, the, yeah, the very last one, the remake of Hang'em High mm-hmm. and uh, Derelict. And that that map pack was originally slated to be three maps, and it was two remakes and one original map. Um, and then, unfortunately, the uh, when. Bungie picked a date for the Halo. This was at Certain Affinity right after I left Bungie. When Bungie picked a date for the Halo 3 multiplayer beta, it ended up overlapping with exactly what we were planning on for releasing the uh, Blastacular map pack. So we had no choice but to pull the date in pretty considerably. And as a result, they're just schedule-wise, there was no way to get the third map done. Mm. Um, so that was one that I was really bummed because it was uh, – I don't actually remember what our code name was for it, but it was going to be a lot of fun. It was, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, it was kind of a Zanzibar-style map. Um, so, you know, one-flag CTF. Yeah. Lots and lots of dynamic elements, highly asymmetric. Um, the, and the big dynamic element on that one, I remember, was a light bridge that you could turn on and Nice, off. like Halo 1. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So th- that's one that um, I've never managed to resurrect it, um, but I'd like to. You know, it, incidentally, that map Daybreak that I was mentioning earlier mm-hmm. um, turned out when uh, one of our the, one of our uh, lead multiplayer level designers was actually working on that, uh, or was it that map, or was it a different? No, it was a different map. It was um, I can't remember one of the Halo Four maps. Ended up when he applied at Certain Affinity, which was right when I started the company. He was our first designer. He's been with us since day one. Mike Klopper. He had done a d- design test for me, design a map on paper, um, and he. That map, paper design that he did, which he did a really good job, later was the inspiration for one of the Halo 4 maps. But I'm spacing on the final name of it. Damn it. I'll have to get Maybe back you'll to remember it later yeah. in, the, in, the, <laughs> in the interview here. Uh, let's see. I think we've covered off. Uh, yeah, so now actually I just wanted to, since you were there in the early days, you know, community Halo 1, dip, dipping your foot in the water on design, and uh, obviously Halo 2 and even into Halo 3, I wanted to go... I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna start naming maps, oh. <laughs> and just give me like. Is this a test? Just a quick like. What do you think of that map, either now or back then? All right. Just like a reaction. All right, bring give it me on. A reaction to Unfiltered each map. Unfiltered reaction. Battle Creek. Now, see, we were confused earlier. Is battle. Battle. So for sure, Battle Creek, Halo One. Okay, because I kept thinking because internally we, co- we all called it Beaver Creek. Well, that was so. That's the Halo Two is variant. Oh, I'm very confused. So Battle, right, Creek, battle Creek, Halo from One. Halo 1? Uh, ton of fun. Uh, Great symmetric, close quarters with lots of verticality. How could you not love it? Indoor and outdoor. All it needs. The only thing Battle Creek was missing was some light vehicles. <laughs> that would have would need to be a little bigger for that. I would suspect, right? Some sort of outer ring. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I like where you're going with this. Might have been fun. <laughs> Might have been. That definitely would have been fun. Uh, Blood Gulch. Blood Gulch is fantastic map it it isn't my personal play style because i tend to prefer the arena kind of close quarters yeah um stuff i think uh not a vehicle maybe, guy huh? well maybe uh i actually do enjoy the vehicles but maybe it's like i was saying earlier that i like grenades a lot yeah so i like you know i like corners and ramps and you know those tight quarters to play in so you know i mean what, what can i say blood gulch it's blood gulch it's awesome <laughs> boarding action 
Oh, boarding action. Uh, a map that I love to hate. It's <laughs> confusing. Just, yeah, that, that was one of, I think that was one of Peter Marx's maps, which, you know, he's, he ended up, he was working for me at the time on Halo 1, and he, you know, he made Hang Him High, which was fantastic. We'll get to that in a minute. I think he, I think he was the one who made boarding action, but not so successful. Very confusing. Uh, as you can tell, we're going alphabetically yep. here. So, uh, chill out. Chill out was that was one of Carney's maps, by the way, um, from Halo One, I believe. And chill out was a lot of fun, but I also found it confusing, hard to navigate. Um, I've never been the best at sort of navigation, which I think is good in the sense that it always makes me push the team really hard for really good sort of pathing and landmarks and kind of directionality. Um, Chillout was one of several maps that I just always got a little bit confused on and so wasn't as crazy over it for that reason. But I know internally at Bungie, people really, really liked liked it a lot. So I'm still, maybe you can correct me once and for all, get the proper pronunciation. Is it Chiron? Chiron, yeah, yes. That's a not, not, is, yeah, that's, that's, all right, good. I'm glad I got Chiron, Chiron yes. TL34. Yeah, yeah. Um, another one of Peter's experiments. Uh, uh, just silliness. <laughs> Never uh, a failed experiment. Interesting. All right. Uh, well, we're going to get to one of his successes, <laughs> biggest successes soon enough. Damnation. Damnation. Sorry, I had to. Whenever I hear the word damnation, I can't get Dave Dunn, who's one of the environment art leads over there, out of my head because I think he, I think he made that map for Halo One, and he was. <laughs> He'd always come by my desk just saying, Damnation! <laughs> so as soon as I hear it, it goes to my head. Um, Damnation, we, you know, we remade that one at Certain Affinity, so I, I kind of got a lot closer to it. But I, I kind of had the same reaction back in the day, which was fun map, a lot of interesting stuff going on, but I just just too confusing in places, just too easy to get turned around and too hard to navigate. You'll notice a theme here. <laughs> yeah, um, a lot of... Uh, uh, you hold yourself to a high standard, clearly. Which is a good thing. I, somebody's got to somebody's got to maintain All standards right, so, around here. Right? Uh, <laughs> now, this of course, you, yeah, you didn't. This was actually uh, Dave Mertz, who you saw on our live stream last week. He's doing your. He oversaw the lead designer on your on the six anniversary. Yeah, well, maps. on the whole project, really. And yeah. on the whole, and uh, yeah, he had a he had a lead level designer under him, so he was he was very involved with everything, all the sandbox. Coincidentally, and, uh, you said you told me again. I didn't know this until he was he was the guy who at Gearbox did the six maps for Halo Combat Evolved on PC. He's the designer, yeah, that's so right. So just give, it, give me a reaction to uh, Danger Canyon. Um, don't remember it very well. <laughs> Fair <laughs> hey, enough, I, said, I guess. This uh, is candid. Yeah. Uh, how about Death Island? Ditto. All right, so clearly you didn't play a lot of Halo PC. No, I didn't. That's all right. You moved on to other things. Keep going, though. Derelict? Oh, okay, so now we go back. Again, alphabetical. Derelict was, um, you know, I, I I picked a remake Derelict, which we did as Desolation, and it, it was kind of interesting because I wasn't the hugest, the, I wasn't the biggest fan of Derelict from Halo One, um, but when we remade it as Desolation and we changed out the way it worked and we added the super bouncy jump pads that get you up on, and we added the little back corridors with a shotgun, I actually came to love that map in sort of its remade form. Yeah. It, it kind of suited my style really nicely. So original one, eh, remake, awesome. All right. Uh, well, I feel that way a lot about a lot of certain <laughs> remade maps, yeah. too. Uh, this is one I can never pronounce. So another Halo uh, 
Gephyrophobia. Pronounced fear of bridges, right? Yes. Yeah, that. Yeah, another map with the, if I recall, with all the super verticality. Um, you know, a lot of those, a lot of those Halo maps were it, people. A lot of people fall sort of fall into this trap, which is they people think bigger is better. I mean, hell, it happened even on the warfare stuff we were talking about right. for Halo Two in some ways. And I think it's just it's not always the case. And you know, I know a lot of those maps just they had this almost mandate. I don't remember where it came from, but that, you know, we have to do bigger because bigger is better. And well, cause I guess that game did have online so you could more easily get 16 yeah, players. on Yeah. Halo I don't PC, know. Right? I don't remember the rationale or the driving function force behind that, but too, too big and too chaotic is what I remember. Now we go, let's, let's dial it back. Hang them high. Hang them high was either an awesome, amazing map or a terrible, horrible experience, depending on <laughs> depending on whether or not you understood how powerful the pistol was. Yeah. Um, so I think once people understood the pistol, amazing map, incredible map. And if you didn't understand the pistol and you were just at the receiving end, it was a terrible experience. <laughs> just, I, mean, that's, I had that experience. It took me a while before I realized how powerful the pistol was. Are you uh, are you a, a pro? With Uber the, pistol with or the pistol? I mean, I mean, no. Are you a pro or are you for or against? Oh, pro. Okay, I was for, say. Yeah, pro or pro, for oh, or against? You know, because there are camps in the Halo community. I, I, I am pro. I am very much. I, I don't am a fan. You, I don't think you can argue that that kind of long range zooming precision, powerful headshot weapon is it's so popular. Um, I mean, how can you argue against it? You know, I think from a balanced perspective, there's things that could be improved, <laughs> but the Halo needs that. Yeah. And Halo 1 needed it, and the pistol provided it. Uh, Ice Fields, did you play much of that from Halo PC? Uh, I, re- I remember it, and I think you mentioned this earlier, but isn't that one that you were saying also has the, uh, the it, ice vehicle Yeah, I think it's the, the, on the only the other one, one besides, besides Sidewinder, Sidewinder, right? Yes. Has... yes, we lost that technology to do slippery, <laughs> slippery surfaces after, afterwards. Um, but yeah, I, d- I just don't remember it very well. Fair enough. Uh, so same Merch with is going to hate me. I'm sorry, yeah, Merch. So same with Infinity then? Uh, that sounds like a really big map. It's massive. I love it. Halo PC. Uh, <laughs> I'm now, now, see, the beauty of the Master Chief Collection is I can actually go back and yeah. replay these on the console. You should, so I, will, I will do this with these You maps should watch uh, the video on IGN.com, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the eight Halo maps yep. you've probably never you played because me you probably this. have never... Seems like you haven't played them. I, I've played them all once or twice. <laughs> but. Uh, all right, let's get back to and it. Some more than others. Longest. Longest was... Um, Longest was a Halo 1 map that we ended up remaking for Halo 2. So elongation, I actually, yeah. Yeah, Z-elongation. So I was kind of a fan of it. I liked it in its compactness. Um, I, I kind of disliked it in its simplicity. I think it could have used a little bit more pathing, a few more kind of routes and corridors. So kind of a little bit torn on it, I would say. Okay. Uh, Prisoner. Prisoner, I... Again, we, we remade it at Certain Affinity, and I have a newfound respect for it as a result. But, yeah, I remember back in the day, I just I was not a huge fan of it because I found the excessive verticality to be just just kind of chaotic. Um, but then when we remade it, and once I had a chance to step back and really understand the layout, then I, turned, then I became much more appreciative of the map. So I think that's kind of key for me is that I really have to understand the layout really well to, to enjoy a map, and some maps lend themselves to that better than others. Rat Race? Oh, I, yeah, I, Rat Race was 
an overly simplistic map in my mind, but I have some incredibly fond memories of it at the same time. So, I, you know, I think that one is a sort of ripe for reimagining and ripe for a, a new version of it someday because there, you know, it had its it had its strong points and it had some really memorable moments with you know the, with all the with the long ramps and the corners and the that interior, if I recall, that interior corridor section. So yeah, it's got got potential. All right, uh, now here we go. Sidewinder, ah, uh, Sidewinder. So I am the devil who refused to bring Sidewinder, Sidewinder to Halo Two. So I felt the monster. Very, yeah, the monster. <laughs> and then when it got to like in three, I didn't. I wasn't a fan. Yeah. It... Well, you, you know the problem with Sidewinder is it when I when I started on Halo Two, I had some fundamental rules that were meant to help with navigation and. Um, simplify things for me and and others and a lot for new players trying to get their you know get their head in the ground. I remember watching a player in Halo One, brand new, pick up the controls and run into a corner, and for ten minutes just spin in circles trying to find their feet because you had no feet back then. Oh right, and just confused and confused and couldn't orient themselves and all that. So I was always kind of hypersensitive to that and tried to do the right thing for people and help them kind of naturally help them navigate. And one of the rules that I came up with during Halo 2 was you shouldn't have any corners that are more than 90 degrees. So you don't you don't want to have turns that loop back on themselves. Hmm. Um, and Sidewinder, just uh, the entire map design, fundamentally kind of broke that. Really? Isn't it just more rule. of an L? Well, if I recall, it's a big U. Is it? Yeah. And it seems like an L in the sense that you you go and you turn the corner and you feel like you turned an L. Yeah. I think if you look at the map, if I recall, it's more of well, a big. You U. would know better than me. Yeah, well, it's, it's, yeah, it's been a while, but I, I remember that that always kind of threw me off because I felt like it was a big L. But then when I go and look at the map and it's a U, and that explains why the bases are actually side by side and connected by these tunnels. But if you don't understand that it's looped back on itself, it, it's very very confusing. Huh. So. Um, so I, I always felt that it just the you know the over overly excessive major jog in the map just created a lot of problems. So, Interesting. So everyone can hate on me for not bringing Sidewinder. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, arguably the most popular, well known of the of the six Halo PC maps. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you'll have a comment on this one. I'm not sure. Timberland. Yes. Then that is the one that I actually played and really enjoyed. I remember w- when it was in development, that was kind of the standout at Bungie whenever we'd get a build from Gearbox and yeah. we would play it. That was the one standout. And I, I liked Timberland so much that I picked to remake it. Um, well, it was originally, we, we were thinking about remaking it for the Blastacular map pack. We even had a right. version of it built. Um, that didn't come to pass. So then years later, we remade it. Um, I'm losing track. In which, three, right? Which Yeah, that must have been for three for one of the DLCs. Yeah, yeah. we ended up remaking it. So big fan. Finally in Halo 1, Wizard. Love it. Shoddy CTF, awesome, perfect mayhem. Love that. All right. <laughs> All right, let's roll through the Halo 2 list real quick, and oh, then I man. promise but I'll let you go. I promise I'll let you go, I no, swear. No, I'm, fine. Uh, I'm having a ball here, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. All right, uh, these are not in alphabetical order, so a little more little more randomness All to right, the list. because the last time I was trying to guess what was coming next. <laughs> All right, Lockout. We've talked a lot about yeah, this. Just it, react to well, Lockout. Lockout is Halo Arena Combat at its best. That put that on the box. Done. Ship that. <laughs> Ascension. Ascension. Really, I always felt Ascension had a lot of potential, but fell a little bit short. And I think that a lot of it had to do with 
insufficient cover. And you notice a theme. We talked about that on burial mounds and even like hey, water works cover that was part of the problem. Some... So yeah, some of the things that we did this time around for Halo 2 anniversary explicitly were trying to address that. You know, the biggest one is the the bubble shield in the middle that's this kind of yeah. temporary short-lived cover. But um, and, and I think it really helps a lot. And I think that my instincts, I feel like my instincts were right on that one that it really kind of needed more cover to be great. So I, yeah, I think I think Ascension was a good map in Halo 2, but not quite great. And midship, obviously, you've talked a lot about that already. Mid, midship was great in in a lot of ways. I think, I mean, that that one has stood the test of time. So how how can you argue with it? I actually remember having a ton of fun on midship. So I don't I don't know why I wasn't quite as big a fan of it as a lot of other people seem to be. Because I remember having a lot of fun on it. So I I it just it worked well. Ivory Tower. Ivory Tower hard map that was one of the hardest maps meaning we struggled on the paper design and in the early blockouts and all all that to get that one right but it actually turned out yeah it turned out really well and i I have a lot of fond memories from ivory tower it is it's weird right because it's like you got this sort of h courtyard and then these back hallways oh yeah two two stage elevator yeah it's it's very unique but uh yeah I i think it turned out pretty good Beaver Creek, the the Halo. Remember, yeah. yeah specific, do you have any sort of different feeling on the Halo Two version of it? Obviously, the geometry uh, was almost the same. I was going to say, if I, you know, I think the the biggest change that we made was ditching the ladders. Yeah, the land bridge, um, right? Yeah, and we we added the ramp up instead yeah. of the ladders, and I like to think that that helped. That was kind of another one of those basic rules in Halo Two is I really didn't want to have ladders. Um, so, but pretty true to the original. So I I think it held up well. I think it held its own. Burial mounds. Yeah, we talked about burial mounds a little bit, but uh, so much potential. (laughs) (laughs) You know, burial mounds was actually based on a Halo 2 level that got cut from the campaign. Interesting. There was going to be a level on the moon, and it was part of the plan, so we had always— Earth's moon? No, no, no. On the where you know the ring explodes and all these like, oh, okay. fragments are on you know on the moon. On, uh, I forget the name of the moon. So that was all planned in the campaign. So originally we were trying to set all of our levels on uh, spaces that fit the campaign, and then they cut that level and they changed all of that. So we didn't have anything to base it on. But we were like, <laughs> all right, well we're just gonna make it on the moon, and here's big giant pieces of the ring, and <laughs> go, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a unique setting and kind of cool, kind of cool environment. Colossus. Colossus was ruined by that damn super bounce bug because it would it would affect the flag. So yeah. you know, it was, it was always meant to be a two flag CTF map primarily. That was its first and foremost reason for existing primary mode, and the way you could toss the flag and bounce it up to that it just it just killed it for for the gameplay. So that that Colossus, when I think of Colossus, I just get a little teary-eyed <laughs> interesting zanzibar i can tell from having you're clearly you're very proud of this one yeah yeah zanzibar was just an amazing kind of balls to the wall accomplishment we just we did that thing so fast and we were so ambitious with it and we did because we had to we're just like all right you guys are in charge of uh you guys are in charge of figuring out what we're going to show at E3. Go. And, I, and we had maybe six weeks or something. It wasn't long at all. I don't remember. Uh, but really, it wasn't much time. And sh- over the weekend, uh, Carney and I talked about it. Um, he came back on Monday with a paper drawing that uh, I looked at. I gave him some feedback, mostly changing some of the pathing to create more loops, like allowing you to actually drive through the fan, which right. originally you couldn't do, and some of the little side paths and stuff like that. 
within a, like a day, we basically locked the paper design. Wow. And then we built it, and it fundamentally from E3. I, mean, I think you were at E3. You said it was, well, it you was were in the, the room first, when I was demoing it. Right? And it was the first time I ever played Halo 2 because yeah. it was a E3 2004 yep. Be, be the behind closed yeah. doors demo. It was, was five, it on five. Game, right? five on five. Five on five. Game. CT, you know, oh, one flag fun. CTF. Yeah, and it, it held up really well. And honestly, it it really barely changed from what we did there. And I think, you know, a lot of that we did, we'd been working on multiplayer for a while, and we'd done, you know, done, we'd created a lot of maps. So I think a lot of that experience we'd gained along the way, we kind of yeah. put into that map. And you know, and it that it's it's impressive though how well that thing turned out. I, I love Zanzibar. Zanzibar is such an awesome map for so many reasons. Coag you mother effinlation. <laughs> Talk to me. Yeah, react to the know, Halo react, Two version right. of it. Coag, I I feel like we overdid it. Really? Yeah, I I feel like we overcomplicated the bases in particular. So. I wish we had done a little bit less in the bases and a little bit more outside of the bases. And if you look at our new version, Bloodline, for the um, Halo 2 anniversary, that's exactly what the guys have done. And a lot of those decisions reached on their own without me kind of dictating it. So, um, so yeah, I'm kind of I'm, I'm I th- I think that it will prove itself out over time that that's the right call. Although it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Headlong. You talked a good bit about already. <laughs> yeah, you know, Headlong was uh, one of the very last maps we made, which, you know, this lo- Warfare got cut. We didn't have this. We we needed more large, big-team battle maps than we had originally planned for because we thought there was going to be this whole other game. Um, and then it was also post-Zanzibar where we now had the ability to do these dynamic elements. Yeah. So we Headlong was an attempt to design a map with these dynamic elements from the get-go, which mostly ended up being the big beam in the middle, the you know the one that you could walk on that would yep. move and all that. It's kind of gimmicky, but um, it's kind of fun too. So I think I, I have a lot of I do have a lot of fond memories around the the base, you know, the the base structure and a lot of fun vehicle combat. I think the starting structure, the the way that you spawn and you all break up and go in different directions and that broke another one of my fundamental rules about the team should all start moving in a line and then branch off so you know there there are some things sort of best practices that weren't followed and i think would have made it a stronger map especially on the attacker side kind of start um so if i could do the map over i would cut that side of the map and redo it and keep the other keep the base side of the map more or less intact what about uh, oh we covered this on the live stream but uh, Waterworks, I love this map. Water- you don't you do not so, feel the so same way. Waterworks was one of, was actually one of the first maps that I designed in the sense that I, I did the the initial early paper design yeah. for it, the very first paper design for Waterworks, and um, I, I felt like with the final version of Waterworks, the bases themselves were too small and too simplistic to support eight on eight properly. And when you were out in the open, there just wasn't enough cover um, to to support infantry versus vehicles properly. That hmm. vehicles had too much too too much advantage. The wraiths. Yeah, yeah, especially. So it just, I just, yeah, it just didn't. There's, you know, I think it could be fixed, but there's some things that just <laughs> didn't quite work on it. I, mean, I had some fun moments on it, but I also had some incredibly frustrating. Again, moments. Phil Spencer needs some money. More, <laughs> so we, need some D- we need some DLC Ooh. maps. More Halo Two anniversary Waterworks remakes. Would be a, it would be an interesting one. I, I that would be probably one of the most challenging to fix. I think actually, which means you would do it. It, it would be a fun challenge. I'll give you that. It would be Phil. a fun challenge. <laughs> Phil, pull the yeah. car over. Pick up the phone. Yeah. <laughs> make it happen. Uh, all right. Foundation. 
Uh, foundation was, uh, I, I had a lot to do with bringing Foundation over. From because, Marathon. Yeah, it was a Marathon map. And it, it wasn't actually one of my personal favorites, but it was one that was really popular and a lot of the old, old school Bungie guys really liked it. And the main reason I did it is I really wanted, you know, I told you I was a fan of Wizard. Yeah. A four-way symmetric map. Yep. I wanted a, another four-way symmetric map and I wanted a um, a little bit larger four-way symmetric map. So we did it, but it was kind of skunkworks project we just kind of did it in our spare time is that why it's it's it was an easter egg yeah, in the shipping game where you had to finish the campaign we to didn't really, it? yeah we didn't really feel that it was kind of up to the quality bar to, up to our own sort of internal standards but we you know it still kind of worked and we really <laughs> want to put it in there so that was our our sort of way of you know justifying putting in something that we didn't feel was quite up to our standards honestly <laughs> interesting yeah uh, how about containment uh, that was a DLC, maps. yeah. Containment Big, was... snowy. Yep. You know, w- w- once we got to the DLC, I wasn't as... Uh, I was in charge of that enti- all the DLC maps in that project, but we we inherited the entire team. All the guys who had been on single player came over to work on multiplayer. And I think I said this on one of the panels, that my, my mandate was not to put out the absolute highest quality maps. My mandate was to make sure everyone had a good had a good time because it'd been such a brutal experience on campaign on <laughs> on the Halo 2. So I, I kind of had to step back and not be as much of a hard ass as I might have otherwise been on the quality. And containment was one that I, I I always wanted to be a little bit more of a hard ass on. I always felt the map was uh just there are things about that didn't quite really, work. Really there's some cool scorpion it, action on yeah, that. There's some cool the, infantry the like trenches. Yeah it has it, yeah it's got potential and the giant gate worked really well but the I think that map could have benefited from some additional modes of travel that get you around quicker. Um, I can't remember. Was there was there a actually, banshee in there, wasn't was, it? Yeah, and was there was a, was there a teleporter on there? That uh, that part I, I don't remember, quite but recall. I think I think it could have used a little bit more uh, infantry only type paths and paths that infantry could uh, have the upper hand in. So I, it's got potential. Um, it almost had, the, the map was almost too big for Halo. It was almost too large for 8 on 8. It needed like 12 on 12 or something to really shine. <laughs> well, I know uh, I have a good idea what you're going to say here. Warlock. <laughs> yes, uh, you brought Yeah, so I brought I brought Warlock. I really want that was my in the DLC for Halo 2, the one map that I personally was really pushing. Um just I didn't feel that any of our maps really gave that experience that, you know, that certainly the four-way symmetric but that really really tight symmetric map arena experience. Um so yeah, I, I wanted Warlock and we pushed it through and I was really happy with how it turned out. Um, it was fun. It's still fun. Sanctuary? Sanctuary is great. Uh, Sanctuary was definitely one of my favorites of all the DLC maps that we did. Um, okay, classic, classic, fairly small scale, symmetric, two-sided map that just, it, it worked in a lot of ways. And actually our new version, the few issues I had with it, we we attacked in this new version the little you know, the way shrine, you get trapped you've in called the, it right yeah shrine the way you get trapped in the shotgun tunnel and a few things to improve movement so uh, I think I think it was a really good map before and I think it's if not really if not great it's definitely still really good potentially even great now and it's I think it's all it's gorgeous all six too. of the new ones are gorgeous yeah. but I think this is, I think it's the best looking of yeah the six. look yeah it looks it looks amazing so I'm really happy with how that turned out all right we're Getting towards the bottom of the list. This one, uh, I know from our lunch before this show, <laughs> this is, this should be good. Turf. 
Ah, turf, turf, turf. Um, right. So the the instructions that I gave the team, because even even on the Halo Two DLC, even though I wasn't as hard as much of a hard ass on the qu- kind of quality control, um, I still gave everyone a map. It was each team. Here we're going to have these maps, this scale, focused on these game modes, and we broke up into these smaller teams, and each team kind of picked one to run with. And turf was always meant to be first and foremost a small vehicle map. And it, I, I always get grumpy when I think of turf because I feel like <laughs> what was really made was a map that was a map, a, a, a shrine, we'll use the word shrine again, in honor of the shotgun <laughs> where the vehicles just kind of shoved in on the side to check the box. That, so I, I never really felt like vehicles were properly integrated. And I felt like shotgun was uh, overbalanced on the map. So, you know, it, the certain play style, it can be really enjoyable. Um, you know, it, there, I certainly had some fun moments on it, but I, I think, again, there was, it, it needed to uh, embrace vehicles a little bit better and integrate them more fully. How about Backwash? Oh, backwash. Uh, backwash was just too ambitious artistically. It was really? so ambitious artistically that it performed terribly. I don't remember that, oh, but frame rate, I certainly frame rate take was your word. atrocious on that thing. It was a nightmare. Oh yeah, what's a nightmare terrible. to you? Like twenty five? Oh no, it was sub twenty. Really? Was, oh, it Wait, was horrible. I, my memory must be yeah. bad. Yeah, it was really. I mean, it was clever, clever with the little monitor floating around and all that stuff. The fog, and beautiful and stuff. map, but it had two two problems. One was performance, and the other was it kind of broke this rule about multiplayer maps should have really good visibility and you should be able to easy target acquisition and the environment shouldn't get in the way of, you know, navigating and calling out targets. And, you know, that was kind of a mantra on on the Halo 2 multiplayer maps. And that that, uh, map just sort of flaunted the rules. Is that the word? Flouted? Flaunted? Whatever that word is. Um, So another map that made me a little bit grumpy. But one of those two things is fixed in Master Chief Collection, the performance. Yeah. Right? Well, we didn't do backwash, but... We probably could have pulled it off this time around. <laughs> what do you mean? It's in there. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, it's in there now. Sorry, I was thinking about remaking it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, it'd be fun to pull yeah, it back wash and just see how's it do, because it was it struggled. I mean, it really struggled. Interesting. So it, well, it, it would be fun to pull I it w- up and see. I would hope that there's enough overhead on the Xbox One to run it at 60 frames. I don't know. We're going to have to <laughs> test it. I, I won't vouch for it. Uh, all right. Well, that's... <laughs> That is interesting. That was, yeah. I, I remember liking that map yeah. because it was so different. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It was unique, and it was it was clever, and it was beautiful map. And it had potentially a lot going for it, but I, I think it just shall, fell short in a couple of ways. How about uh, Elongation? Of course, the remake of yeah. Longest. It was fun, and the fact that we got the uh, dynamic uh, crates floating, you know, coming yeah, the in there. Belt stuff, conveyor right? belt stuff. was a lot of fun. Like, how do you get a really dynamic el- interactive element on a tiny, tiny little map? That, that's probably the best example of it. So I always thought that was tons of fun. Uh, my least favorite Halo 2 map. Curious Uh-oh. what you think about this one. Probably the only, the only one I think. you here. I know. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm the horrible <laughs> interviewer. It's making it about me. But yeah. uh, Gem, what do you think of Gemini? You know, Gemini was another, it, it was a marathon map. That I did not know. Yeah, Gemini was a marathon map that, uh, another popular marathon map that we decided to port. Oh, what was the name? I do not remember the name of it. But no, I, it didn't work at all. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I know how you feel about it now, but yeah, well, no, it, it did not work. Boy, I'm glad you weren't like, it's my favorite That's map. Right. What do you mean? I I'd personally like, I made everything. <laughs> no, I, I had little to do with it. But, you know, I mean, it was a good, the intentions were good, and it worked well in Marathon, if I recall. But, you know, there, there were a number of maps that people said, when I started at Bungie, I, 
I was a huge marathon fan. Mm-hmm. You know, Bungie's first shooter. I'd grown up playing like land party marathon like, all through high right. school and, and college. I guess college then, and and I loved it. But then when I went to work at Bungie right out of college. I found out that the maps that I loved were not the favorites at Bungie. Um, the, the maps that they really, you know, the group there really loved were a lot different than some of my experiences. So then later, you know, with that map and Foundation, some of the others, some of that was me kind of, kind of just nodding, uh, nodding to what the, some of the old old school guys at Bungie really liked, um, without actually being that familiar with those maps mm-hmm. and not being huge fans of them from the marathon days. And I think I, I kind of regret that because I, I think if I had kind of stuck to my intuition and kept us only porting essentially maps for Marathon that I personally felt were really strong. We might have ended up with better maps, which is, I don't know what that's saying about the guys taste it, the rest of the guys at Bungie. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we actually had built in the early days on Blastacular, we had built a prototype of Mars Needs Women, which is one of the Marathon maps. And it was a ton of fun. So hmm. I, I know I'm right. <laughs> All right, almost at the bottom of the list here, Relic, which is another DLC map. Island, singular, large structure yeah, in the middle. Yeah, Relic was another map that was it was designed for one flag CTF right from the get go, and I, I, just, I, I never really liked the the complete you know 180, the U turn that you had to do, go all the way down to the end, come all the way back. Um, I, I kind of you know in that case you didn't get lost at least because um, everything's open and you can see. So, you know, they had, it had its moments. There was some fun vehicle combat on the beach and whatnot. But uh, overall, I, I always felt that Relic was a little bit of a one-trick pony. And when we were thinking about doing it for, you know, Halo 2 Anniversary, remaking it, I, I just killed it because I just didn't feel it was versatile enough. Interesting. And, and I wasn't a fan of the big U-turn. Okay. Uh, how about Terminal? Another popular DLC map. Yeah, another, another big one-flag, really big, ambitious one-flag CTF map. Um, I, I, really, I really like Terminal. I have I have incredibly fond memories. The train was awesome. Just that chaotic, you know, insanity factor that comes barreling through and kind of ruin the best laid plans, right? That sort of thing. So actually, I really love that dynamic element. And the map, the, I remember just the, the defense of the base, uh, attacking the base and defending the base being just such a, such a, this battle that just raged and raged and raged and so hard fought. And when you finally got that flag out of there, it was so rewarding. Um, so I think that's a map that I really would have liked to have remade. Um, it wasn't in the cards this time around, um, partially for technical reasons, by the way. But um, I would really have liked to have remade it. I think the the way the spawning worked on it and the kind of safe room and all that was fundamentally flawed, and we would have had to rethink that. But awesome map with a ton of potential. All right. How about Desolation? You talked about a little bit about yeah. it earlier. Yeah, Desolation is fun. I think, you know, that map was kind of never got its fair share because right after it came out, then, you know, along came Halo that 3 Beta yeah. all of that. But oh, I had when we were playing that, when we were, you know, working on it at uh, Certain Affinity in the early days, so much fun on that map, um, mostly due to the bouncy jump pads that you could just <laughs> fly around like Superman. It was, it was very cool. It was, it was a jetpack before there was a jetpack in a, in a certain manner of speaking. How about Tombstone? You may, you've mentioned that a little bit as well. Yeah, and the I, remake you know, I think, of Hang 'Em High for I think Halo we did Two. A, I think we did as good a job as anybody could have done on Tombstone. You know, to make it look better but stay true to the original and and, and whatnot. It's just you know, without the pistol on there, it's just not the same. I agree. Uh, final two, 
which you maybe you'll you'll take a you'll take a pass on these because they're the, the Vista maps. Oh right, uh, district and uplift. Yeah, yeah, and I wasn't that I was actually helping out with Halo Two Vista a little bit on the side with some of their online stuff, giving them some advice and all that. And I remember those maps. I remember playing on them at the time. I just I just felt that they were too big. I, I just didn't think that was the the right. I didn't think that was the right approach. I really thought Halo Two had shined its brightest in the kind of smaller scale arena maps and i i just never understood why you know the focus wasn't more on that but you know it's it's new system it's new this it's more powerful it's that let's you know go bigger bigger is always better type of mentality so and, and I, you know i haven't given them a fair shake you know to be honest yeah. so now i'll have to go back just yeah the they're in that, master chief well, collections and, and and dave mertz who's our uh, lead designer on the master chief collection for certain affinity worked on those also so I hope he only doesn't be listen fair, to the show. Yeah, only fair to go back <laughs> and give them a shot and, you know, and sort of judge them and, uh, you know, give them a fair shake. Well, that's uh, every map in Halo 1 and Halo 2. You've just uh, wow. you've given a gut reaction to them all. I thank you. Is that it? Really? That was a lot of maps. Wow. Huh. That was like 45. That's a, that's a decent 45. number. <laughs> that yeah. was a good chunk of maps right there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Max, it's I I really do. I as a, as a longtime Halo fan, and again, particularly Halo Two was just the game for me. I was you know I, I said it on the live stream. You know, I was mid twenties, not a lot of personal like life responsibilities. <laughs> I had uh, a great job, a group of friends there that I yeah. played. We just played Halo Two every, and it was you know the, that sandbox and those maps yeah. and the, that the event that Halo Two became, and I just have incredible memories of Halo 2 and I'm I just can't wait to revisit them now with Master Chief Collection. I'm so happy that you're they've managed to involve you in in the this whole collection and uh and bring you back on board to sort of make sure it's stays these you know these six new anniversary yep. maps stay true to the how Halo 2 was and uh well that, I think that, that the experience you're talking about I think everyone has that or a lot of people have that 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 sort of first love in certain ways where you know I, for me it wasn't it wasn't halo it was marathon like i was yeah. saying back in the day and you know i think that that experience you that first experience that you have with the team based multiplayer you know pvp multiplayer game you know can be so you know leave such a strong impression it's powerful and, and it it's really powerful and it's halo 2 was that experience for so many people um, Halo 1 for a lot of people, you know, back in the land party days. And then, you know, beyond that, Halo 2 was for a ton of people. And, yeah, it's really it's really kind of a, a privilege to get to go back and, you know, create something old and new at the same time and, and really create something to give this experience to everyone. That's not just, you know, it's great to have all the old maps in there. And we were looking at some of them earlier, and they look fantastic. It's fun to be able to play the old stuff. But it's also really fun to... So here's what the old stuff would be like if it were created today, yeah. and to to see not only does it look beautiful, but it holds up so incredibly well. And you know that's just this testament to the fundamentals, right? Really strong fundamentals will you know will win out any time. Um, you you can go back to any game and you go back to its most classic maps, and you know they're probably still really fun today. Um, you know, go play Dust and Counter Strike or sure. something like that. So. You know, I think people forget that sometimes. It's easy to look at those, and the, the graphics are so, you know, by today's standards, dated, the graphics yeah. are so, yeah, dated is a good word for it, that it's kind of easy to discount them. But there's so much to be learned from looking at the the sort of beautiful simplicity of a lot of the design and a lot of those maps, and not just maps, but gameplay systems included and sandbox and all that. And Halo 2, and you know, is kind of the pinnacle 
of the, those uh, those traits. Um, so it's fun. It's fun to get to go back. It's really fun to expose a lot of the guys at Certain Affinity that you know some of the younger guys, some of the people who haven't didn't work on Halo games. Um, it's fun to get to expose them and have them understand. Here's why this was great. Um, yeah. Because that you just don't know from from the outside. Sure. And unless you've experienced it, you really don't understand it. Well, Max Hellrun, we've learned a lot. Uh, we've 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 ta- we've learned by osmosis some by of osmosis. your insights. <laughs> how to learn? How to design good Halo maps? What makes a good Halo map? Uh, we and learned, how to design a few bad ones? Yeah, we learned that uh, backwash is garbage, <laughs> according to you. Well, artistically, it's great <laughs> to be fair, but gameplay wise, we've yeah. learned that uh, <laughs> that. As we all knew anyway, that lockout's the greatest thing of all time. It's been confirmed. It's been confirmed. <laughs> but seriously, thank you, man. This yeah, is I, this was supposed me. to be thirty minutes, and oh, well, it's you, like an hour. You have a long list. Huh? Sorry, minutes. I should have given one word impressions. That's okay. I'll, this is this I'll is better. I, I have all day. That's yeah. the, that's that's your problem. Is that I have all? Well, day. We have more so. to do. We have another. We have another. Yeah, we're gonna thing do a little doing. more. Uh, we're gonna record another little thing for IGN first while you're yeah, here. We're gonna look at some look for stuff. That. Yeah, look for that soon. <laughs> uh, although maybe by the time this podcast airs, it's up already. I don't even know. Anyway, Max Hoberman, thank you so much. You are the again the lead. The original lead designer, lead multiplayer designer on Halo 2, current day president of Certain Affinity, a studio that we learned is uh, single-handedly behind a major shooter for everything. next year. Just, just everything. The behind, they're the guy behind the guy. Behind everything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Max, thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for having and, me. And uh, we will be right back. And by that, I mean we'll see you next week. It's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.